All right, recording now. All right, man. So, um, yeah, dude. So, I didn't even, yeah, Cody. Your name's Cody. So, yeah. for everyone listening, I um, obviously, with all of my completely unrelated guests, I always just kind of find someone that does anything remotely interesting or whatever tickles my fancy that day. And I was looking at like pictures of like big ass dump trucks. I was like, I'm just going to go to like the Reddit, like construction. So, find anyone that operates heavy machinery. You told me, you're like, yeah, man, that's me. So, like, what, what, what is like the biggest machine you've ever operated? Um, probably like a Cat 320. You know, it's nothing terribly huge. It's a low drill. We used to install foundations. I don't, I don't know what a Cat 320 even is. So basically, it's it's an excavator that's been modified to have a drill on the front of it. Jesus. And we use that to drill foundation pilings for the signs that go over the highway. Yeah. They're generally like 54, 58 inches in diameter, 17 to 20 feet deep. Jesus Christ. So this thing mm-hmm. runs like a massive four and a half foot coring barrel down into the earth and breaks up Jesus. all the rock for us. Jesus Christ. Is that thing like, does it feel like you're riding a dragon? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I mean, like, when I, like, drive, like, a four-wheeler, I feel like I've got the power of God in my hands. I've always thought, like, that must be insane, actually having something, like, actually having machinery that can, like, fuck shit up, to, to put it informally. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a uh, a little bit of a curve there where you're like, oh, Oh God, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody <laughs> for a good long while there. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know this, but in like the fifties and sixties, they actually had uh construction equipment in like a uh this like almost like pop up garage, this nuclear hardened garage right out right near the White House. And okay. was, yeah, it was for if the if the Soviets because it was right after World War II. And it was it was for if like atomic bombs missed their mark but still fucked up all of DC and then demolished yeah. the house. There was actually a core of people like on standby twenty four seven that were gonna literally dig out the president. Like that was that was what their job That's was. Kind of a cool job. Yeah. I mean kind of a terrifying job, but like Well yeah, like, you're definitely gonna die doing that. Like, you're absolutely gonna die doing it. Well, it's, I think it started under Truman because they had like a bunker underneath the White House. That was like the first one. And then they figured, they're like, well, the logic went, well, what good is it if we're just in like an expensive stately tomb, right? Right. Like, like what does it matter? Like, what, like, you know, king of what? You have to be king of something. And that's, I mean, that's eventually what led to the to the creation of the internet through DARPA was they needed a way to connect all these separate bunkers in, in a nuclear apocalypse across the nation. But 20 years before that, when it was just, I mean, like 1947, 48, they were literally like, so if a bomb goes off and it demolishes everything, we got to be able to dig out the president. And so, yeah, there was, there was actually like, it was... It was a thing that was submerged underground, and in in the case of an apocalypse, it was going to rise up, and there was literally like 
painted like the army like camo green it was they were going to come out and dig out uh dig out the president that is wicked cool yeah that's insane yeah and it's the thing is is they eventually got i think they got rid of it under eisenhower or i think it was eisenhower because that's when they went from atomic bombs to thermonuclear bombs and they were like there's just not going to be anything there's not going to be any rubble it's just gonna, right it's going to be dust so they actually they got rid of it but yeah it's, it's kind of like a weird thing that not a lot of people know is i mean even at all like the um like at&t at&t was like was and still is like in bed with the pentagon because they had all of these things across the entire united states and it was again how do we stay connected after a thermonuclear war and they had all these like antennas that would come out of the ground after the initial blast but all of these things uh. yeah and well the the cover was it's at&t so no one questions it if they're building these big ass fucking antennas in the middle of the woods right you know if you see fbi vans out there and you're a communist spy or communist sympathizer you're going to be like hey what's that but if it's just at&t yeah. you, you know you're like yeah they're building big ass towers out in the woods that's it's part of the course well that's that's the big joke like Oftentimes, well, I shouldn't say oftentimes, but uh, occasionally our construction sites will get robbed. And if you go and look at the surveillance, it's always a guy in a vest and a hard hat, just because no, nobody questions. <laughs> Have you ever played? Uh, you ever played Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five, man. That's literally one of the missions. You have to go on yeah. to the site and kill the architect mm -hmm. and get the plans. And he's Franklin's walking onto the place with like a gun, and the guy's like, "Hey, dumbass!" You need a hard hat. And it's just like, gets right on and goes right on his merry way. Um, oh, you froze up. Good, are you there? Hello? There you are. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, but like, it's just, I don't know. It's That seems like, it's just like a weird thing that no one ever, not really thinks about. But it's like, in all the contingency plans for uh, thermonuclear war, the first thing they had, they had these almost like a almost like a missile silo. The top would go to the side, and all these antennas would come out, and it was so they could contact after the explosion. But right next to the antennas, there was always like sort of like a pop up garage, you know, with like a like a ten foot thick, you know, concrete yeah. ceiling. But they all had construction fleets, and it's like, you know, you think about like you know nuclear bunkers. You think it's all you know super high tech James Bond shit, but apparently one of like the biggest expenses was they all had construction equipment because it was just like everything is going to be decimated and the only way you're going to get out is with this so there are guys literally just that operated machinery but had like tssci top secret secure compartmented intelligence clearances because all they knew uh, is if they're right here and something goes off like you are you're you're going to be digging out the president or you're going to be digging out you know secretary of defense or something that was just that was just blew my mind but uh not to go yeah no that's kind of I, I mean imagine how you get that sort of a guy you know yeah because it's hard for us to find operators that are clean and sober yeah much less like for security clearances yeah well yeah that, that's what they would yeah yeah you're right because how do they even get those guys and apparently they would go in they'd literally like see who their parents were you know are you a communist they ask your neighbors about you are you a, are you a good patriotic american but yeah they had these jobs and do that they, they had jobs that were even 
for um so for like water trucks just to maintain the illusion that um maintain the illusion that these big antennas they were erecting and with the the, the contingency uh mm-hmm. construction uh crews they just to not have prying eyes right they would be up there for i mean these things are they were sealed you know i mean i'm sure you know right. called buttoned up it means sealed from the environment and well if they have these things up there and they have these roads going up and there's restricted land you know how many how many t- cell phone towers do you walk near in the woods and there's a marine contingent around right, right. yeah and not only that they'd go up there and there'd be there'd be parking lots for like 200 cars but there'd be one little shack and nothing else and i'd be like well there's clearly a bunker so that's right yeah they, like, what they, the hell is this? yeah so they literally used to hire construction companies and water companies just to drive their trucks up and down the roads just in case there were any spies just so it looked normal that's kind of cool that's that's smart thinking that's yeah that's, like that's above why, and beyond yeah that's why they're the top but that always makes me think like that sounds like a crazy like tinfoil hat conspiracy but now it's like you know it's in a book called raven rock and it's but it's all from like the 50s but think uh, man <laughs> there's probably some poor sucker in the 50s that was like i swear to god <laughs> they're uh, they're hiring construction uh, companies and i'm not you know all right man you're you know yeah you're crazy no no there were thermonuclear bombs like eisenhower was visiting like all right dude all right dude but yeah man that always that always blows my mind anyway so um not to go on a crazy thermonuclear no you're good hey real quick do you mind if i smoke on this thing is that cool i don't give a shit oh perfect yeah not at all dude yeah no not at all dude (laughs) you can't smoke here i don't care man it's um it's yeah so have you ever, have you ever operated one of those like big ass dump trucks? I mean, how big are you talking? Well, I mean, a normal dump truck is already insanely big. For right. someone that drives like a Honda Civic, like that, that already, okay. yeah. So I, I've run a couple of bigger dumps, but nothing huge like what you'd see like in mining operations. You know, yeah. those are super cool. Like the the tires on some of those are as tall as three people, you know? Yeah. they're insane. 18 feet tall tires, four yard uh, buckets on the excavators that load them. Yeah. So a, a yard is uh, 27 cubic feet. So yeah. a hair over a hundred cubic feet per yeah. scoop with that machine. Jesus. Have you ever seen the, um, the bagger 288? No. It's it's that German construction machine. It's you've probably seen pictures of it. Um oh. if you see it you'll recognize it. But it's got like it's got like the spinning wheel and it's got like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, the bucket trenchers, yeah. Yeah, it has it has treads, it has like eleven treads. It literally has like a shack on the bottom for the employees. And they yep. yeah, they just it's so big that they don't trans. Well, they transport it, but what they do is they, they just flatten the land in front of it <laughs> as the thing right. just drives. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, like, have you ever seen, like, a couple of years ago when you know? Well, no, I, I guess it's been more than a couple of years. But I remember when like ISIS was getting like really big. Like it was. Right. Yeah. It. One of the things they were doing was uh, they always have videos on like Live Leak. 
but it was they were getting those big ass dump trucks and they were turning those into car bombs. Yeah. Yeah. But they're filling those things up with, you know, filling those to the brim with like C4. And apparently it's, yeah, because you could get so much that like it didn't matter if you were shot by a sniper. As long as you got within like 500 yards of your target. Yeah, you were good. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's fucked up. That's what I always think is like, you know, if you really wanted to just go insane with like a construction vehicle, like, you know, what if so have you heard of uh Killdozer? <laughs> yes. Yes. So Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you uh why don't you enlighten the people listening who haven't heard of so, Killdozer? Essentially, this man owned a small muffler shop and another man came in and bought property between this man's muffler shop and the road and denied him access to his muffler shop. And in response, he got very, very pissed off. He took an old bulldozer. He made armor for it. I believe it was a foot and a half thick, three-eighths steel plates filled with concrete. And then he installed cameras around the outside, covered them in bulletproof glass, added air compressors to blow them off. Yeah. And so once all this was done, he got a bunch of guns, got into the bulldozer, and used a remote control crane to lower the armor over himself and went on a rampage, like wiped out City Hall, wiped out local politicians' houses that had been on the zoning board and voted against him. Yeah. So they're they're trying to stop him for like an hour. No, it was like four hours, I believe. They spent trying to stop him. You know, they're throwing smoke grenades down the tailpipe of this thing, and they they can't get to him because there's nothing. Like, the governor of Colorado was debating bringing in a Blackhawk. Yeah, yeah, he wanted them to come in and and blow the fuck out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was so engineered. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, in like the smokestack vents, he had like he had like outlets, like a like the Germans would do in World War II. They had uh, for their bunk for their pillboxes. They, because they were fucking amazing engineers. If you drop grenades in them, there was it had like a separator, and so it would actually come back out instead of going in. Yep. He had that. Yeah, he had. I think he had. He had like a long. He had like a long range rifle. I don't know, like maybe like a hunting rifle. They said he had a couple pistols, a couple machine guns. Yeah, but he had yeah bulletproof glass on the on the cameras that he was using to look around, and yeah, he had air compressors in case they just tried to like block it with debris. Or dust, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and yeah. What what's the name of that channel? That another guy's name was Marvin Hemer. The video I watched mm-hmm. is a guy with like an Irish accent. That's the one I watched. But yeah, they he's like narrating, and yeah, they apparently they the governor wanted to bring in, literally wanted to bring in helicopters to shoot it with Hellfire missiles. And I think he realized that that would look terrible. That would be bad optics. But that's. That's crazy because that's a guy that, that's a guy where, you know, from what I can tell from, and not that I have any experience with him, but from what I've read, like, that seems like a reasonable guy that was driven Just pushed to, to be, the edge to be unreasonable. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they blocked off the, um, I think they blocked off like the right of way to his property. And, and then they he, uh, cut off his sewer line as cut well. Cut off the sewer lines and then, and then started inciting him for not having, for not having it. Line. Yeah. Yeah, and he he went to City Hall. He like he petitioned. He made like legal claims, and 
they just kept pushing him and I mean, ruined his livelihood. And he finally yeah. just was like, he, a reasonable man was pushed to an unreasonable state. And I don't think he killed anyone. He killed himself. No. He killed, he killed himself. himself. Yeah. When he, when he, the tread got stuck or something in the swatch. Yeah. So firing was, at him. there was a hardware store owner that sat on the zoning board. And so he plowed down the hardware store. And when he did, one of his treads fell into the basement of the hardware store. Yeah. Dude. That's, it, I think yeah. the most amazing part about that story is they didn't get him. He got himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, yeah. Because, yeah, it stopped. And apparently they're trying to get him out. And mind you, this whole time, the SWAT team was unloading on him. Like, mm-hmm. not cops, like SWAT teams. Like, full on, full on just shooting at him. Nothing was happening. Yep. And... Yeah, when the fire, they, they were trying to get him out. They couldn't get him out, and they just heard a single gunshot, and he killed himself. But even then, when they... I think it took him, like, six hours. I, I know it took them longer than he was on his rampage yeah. to yeah. cut into the machine. Yeah, well, because they were... I think the, the you tried to use breaching charges, and that yeah. didn't do anything. They finally had to bring in... I think they finally had to bring in, like, a search and rescue team who was equipped to, like, you know, get, like, crashed helicopter pilots because they used right they used those like insanely expensive uh, like acetylene like plasma torches and that's how they yep. got out but it makes you think man what if that tread hadn't got caught oh like, yeah no he was gonna keep going like i mean so that that gets me thinking like remember that guy in san diego in like the 90s that got that tank yeah yeah and even he he was stopped because he tried to run over the median and he got right. stuck. They opened yeah, the top and just things. shot him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, have you? Ever, I don't know if you've ever watched that video on YouTube. Have you ever seen the comment section where it's like typical American cops shooting? You know, shoot first, ask questions later. And it's like, <laughs> it's it's like he's literally he's in got a, a tank. tank. He's in a tank, <laughs> driving over parked cars and saying going in the wrong way on the on the freeway. He tried to take out an overpass. He started yeah. he started ramming into it and. Yeah, you have all these these armchair these armchair quarterbacks just like <sighs> stupid American cops. Oh, shoot first, ask questions later. He's yeah, like, how dare they? He wasn't doing anything <laughs> wrong. Yeah, yeah, KKK. Yeah, yeah. It's this dude literally was in a stolen tank. He was in like a Sherman or something. But that got me thinking. Like, so with this ISIS video, one of the things they had wasn't. Um, I think the technical term for a car bomb is an SVBIED. Um, I don't remember what the something vehicle born ex, improvised explosive device. Um, but one of the things they had was it wasn't for car bombs. It was actually for like, because you know, ISIS went full on like Lord of the Rings, like Middle Earth. They were just like sieging towns. Right. Like, I mean, fucking <laughs> literally went Middle Earth. But one of the, like the siege weapons they had was one of those huge caterpillar dump trucks and they plated the whole thing in like armor and they would just use this to like drive through checkpoints like drive through like local police stations or like you know barracks right yeah you're done yeah yeah it makes you think man like like who's the next marvin hemeyer hemeyer like because surely because they're i mean it's only a matter of time someone will be it, by the way, if you can't tell, there's, there's absolutely no direction to these podcasts. I just right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but it makes you think like 
what if someone actually, you know, tried to go on like a, a Marvin, like a, a killdozer part two, like, like, wh- I, I probably shouldn't help advertise for it, but I can tell you that construction equipment is not incredibly difficult to get your hands on. Like they all have, it's not like your car where it's a unique ignition. They're all standardized and you can buy the keys online. Oh Jesus. Like $13 will get you enough keys to run any piece of equipment that exists. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you need a special license to get one of those like two story tall dump trucks? No, no, it's just a commercial driver's license. And most of the guys that I know that run those don't even have that because they're run entirely on private property. Yeah. Because mines are, you know, not an active roadway. That's true. Yeah, man, there's, I mean, think if you got the biggest one of those and you really, I mean, what was that, what was that terrorist attack in Nice, France, right? That was 2016 or 17, 86 dead. The guy just had like a U-Haul. Yep. Plowed through a crowd. I mean, not to get morbid, but like, if you got one of those fucking huge caterpillars and you just went on a rampage, like, how the hell would they stop you? What? Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you got, because how would they, I mean, they would, you would need a sharpshooter, right? That's the only way you could get it. Yeah, those things will run on rims forever, you know? (laughs) and the tires are, you know, north of four or five inches thick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and not to mention just they're literally like you need a you it's not even a ladder. There's a legitimate stair staircase, staircase yep. to get to the top. Yeah, man. How much does how much does that stuff cost? Oh, it's 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 big money. Like you're, millions? Yeah, you're probably talking just a hair north of a million, I believe, for like a quarry loader, brand new. Jesus. Would, you know, for like construction and stuff, you got to think, they, just kind of like how we talked about the nuclear bunkers, how they had to have them. So you can have all these, you know, these military masterminds who are, you know, the, the, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, they're, you know, they're well, they're incredibly educated in this stuff. They are, but ultimately, like a lot of them, like they aren't fighters. Like they know how to run an army, and it's like they can have these tactical bunkers. But like even them, like they don't know how to how to work construction material. So right, you got to think, man. There's probably going to be a need for like heavy vehicle operators on Mars. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Would you ever do that? That's, I mean. Maybe if it wasn't like a one-way ticket, you know? (laughs) Yeah. If we get to the point where it's a reasonable, uh, I guess what is really a reasonable commute to Mars, but. Nine months. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's, that is kind of a a weird selling point, man. Like one thing I've thought is like, let's say it is a one-way ticket, which I believe is what the initial operation is going to be. What is who are the police? Who? Yeah, who? no, that's a good question. And, and I guess what would matter the most is what country is in it. Like, 
if we're just looking for a do-over of fucking Earth where we, you know, kind of decimated everything and then dipped out. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Plan B. Planet B. Yeah. Because I, I, I talked about that with, uh, with some other guy. I was like, what is... Because, like, what is the what is the the structure of what would be society there? I mean, if so, Musk wants to send over a thousand starships at once, with one hundred people on each. So, hundred thousand people, nine months away. Yeah, what happens when? What happens when there's domestic abuse? What happens when there's a you know? Yeah. What happens when there's rape? What there's got to be a police force, right? That that's just got me wondering. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's like there's going to be a lot of like it's not going to be like the moon, like the Apollo programs where it was like they took the cream of the crop, like this took the cream of the cream of the they like the top because you had to be able to right. pilot this shit. Setting up a a new civilization, it's kind of going to almost be like. It's going to be like almost everyone gets a participation trophy. Like you're going to need everyone, right? Right. Like you're going to have doctors and engineers, but you're also going to have people that, you know, know how to grow plants that, that you're going to have cops. You're going to, that's got me wondering, like, who's to say that once you get there, that they don't, cause we went really in, really in depth in this on another podcast, but like, you got to think if there's like a nine month, or if, yeah, if, if Earth is nine months away, even with radio, it's like seven minutes or something. You got to think, like, well, how, how long are they going to take orders from Earth? At what point are they going to feel like the colony is going against Britain? You know? Like, fuck you, you're not well, over here. No, 100%. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's... I feel like, the, I feel like that is going to be the biggest uh, barrier to all of it. I feel like it's not going to be like physically getting there. It's going to be with the psychological impact of traveling nine months stuck in a can, knowing that you're not going back. You know, it's like, it's like what people who survive jumping off bridges say in suicide attempts, they say like, as soon as I jumped, uh, I felt instant regret. Like the second I jumped and they're like, thank God I live. How many people are just going to freak the fuck out the second this thing leaves orbit? Right. Like, like, gone you're going off into the inky blackness there's going to be so many things that like don't that like i don't think we are prepared for psychological trip police see that's that's my big problem with a one-way ticket is like i i buy a phone sometimes and don't like it or it's got issues you know i want to see that somebody else has done this successfully before (laughs) perfect analogy I've bought phones before and not liked it. Yeah. It's because there's no one else. There's nothing to base it on. Right. You know, it's almost like, you know, like I don't, you, you don't really mind getting on a plane because it's like how many tens of thousands of flights are there a day? It's right. You know, the Wright brothers go up there. Everyone's like, you go first, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, right, no, I'm right here. I'm right here. It's a, it's like the quote, everyone wants to be first to be second. It's like, I'm right here, bro. Like you fly first, because you know it's 1902. You guys were in top hats, and this thing's made out of paper mache. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's. But then again, I guess you got to be like 
in a, I guess, a special kind of person or in like a unique place to, to want to volunteer to go to Mars. And I imagine right. if you're making that volunteer, you're making that trip, you probably, you probably don't want to be second. You're like, if I'm right. going to do this, I at least want to be part of like, you know, the Mayflower, right? Dude, I'm going off on a complete tangent. I'm sorry. I've been chipping. No, you're good, brother. I've been word for 30 minutes. No, man. I hear myself talking up every day. What's, um, is there like, is there like a specific type of construction that like you aspire to get into? Like, is there like, if you had your way? I mean, I always thought it'd be cool to build dams, which is real oh, weird man. because I don't like the fact that a lot of dams exist. <laughs> they, you know, they really like ruin, they ruin river ecosystems and, you know, but it's just, so, or like working inside of copper dams when they're building the bridges. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Like, mm -mm. so basically you'll go in and you'll drive a steel wall into the ocean. Okay. Um, and then you add three more and pump the water out and you huh. then have a, dry-ish surface to work on okay. oftentimes you're 100 feet down in this coffer dam with just the steel holding back the water that seems kind of cool man that seems kind of anxiety inducing yeah have you done that before no no i've just how, seen it how would you get into it uh by boat generally yeah no no i mean like how not 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 literally. I mean, how, how would you get into that field? Oh, of, that I, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Have you looked into it? Not a ton. You know, I but think, that's, I think you need to, man. I think you need that's to. something that I always thought would be wicked, wicked cool. Yeah. What, what, what actually interests you the most about it? Just like the placing of the walls or just like the sort of like holding back the forces of mother nature. A, holding back the forces of Mother Nature, and then B, yeah. those are always involved when you're building really cool shit. That's true. So, yeah. like, the footings for the Golden Gate Bridge were built that way, for instance, you know? Oh, shit. Things. I guess yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, it's real hard. You can't just pour concrete into the ocean and build a footing. I always figured that they had just, like, I don't know why I never thought about that. I just always figured they built, you know they'd go out on like a barge or something with like the, the general footprint with of concrete and just sink it and then just stack another on top of it until it, or, or put like a, like a tube down. Maybe right. Like a, is, I feel like that's probably a method, right? It put like well, a, I mean, yeah. a cast. Yeah. The problem is when you start getting into those massive bridges, yeah. You need so much concrete that it's just infeasible to float it out there precast. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. What about, have you ever thought about doing something like, uh, like skyscrapers? Uh, yeah. You know, I'd be all about that. I do a lot of climbing at work already. We do okay. steel erection, uh, for those highway signs. So I, I'm climbing the steel all day. What about, what about something like the Burj Khalifa or the World Trade Center? <laughs> Yeah, fifteen, sixteen hundred feet up. Yeah, that I I don't know about. I've never been. I've been up three hundred and fifty feet tied off only, but I've never been up that high. You know, I, fuck that, dude. Dude, I get I get queasy when I stand on top of a ladder. Um. Yeah. So, 
I saw something on the Burj Khalifa where it was like the window washers, I think. And mm-hmm. you know, Burj Khalifa is 20, 2,812 feet tall. 2812. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Think about World Trade Center, the original World Trade Centers, those were 1,350 to the roof. So if you stacked both of them on top of each other, it's still still yeah shy. Still, still 12 feet shy of the Burj Khalifa. You got to think, Ben. So I watched something on the window washers, and, you know, it's just some, like, absurd, surreal, like, they're taking the elevator, and they're filming it, and it's, it's like, floor 184 or something. But they talked about these guys were, they are all very, I don't know, they didn't seem too, didn't seem too jacked up by it. And they said, one of the guys said, he was like, he's like, anything above 10 stories is, is, um, is death. He's like, anything above 10 stories is death. But I, I think like every like 20 stories, the pay goes up. So it's like fall from 10 floors, fall from 140 floors. He's like, yeah, same result. Might as well get 7x pay. Yeah. I don't know, man. That, what's the most, uh, so the, the thing you operate, what is, mm-hmm. what is the actual, I don't know what the word is, for lack of a better term, tip of the spear, the, the work end. What is that thing made of? Like if that, cause if that's grinding uh, through her, what? Yeah, it's, it's hardened steel. So the, the cylinder itself is a fairly hard steel and then it's got pockets on it that even harder steel teeth go into Okay. to kind of rip through everything. Do you guys use any stuff that's like diamond tipped, like artificial diamond? Um, not, not really for that. We've got like some diamond cutting wheels and things for cutting concrete and stuff like that, but nothing really on a machine. Jesus. What's shit, man? What's like the most interesting shit you've ever done? Because again, like I've, as someone that you know drives a Honda Civic, and you know, I feel like a boss when I load up a wheelbarrow without like throwing my back out. Like, well, I mean, I guess it really depends on what what you find interesting. We the the most interesting for me was probably we had a crane flip over um an outrigger failed when it shouldn't have and so the whole crane tipped over and then being a part of standing it back up again was wicked cool how do you even do that so have you ever seen it's called a rotator it's basically like a massive tow truck with a variety of winches all over it we brought in three of those oh, and two of them sort of pulled it back upright. And the third one was on the other side in case it got back upright and wanted to go the other way. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. How tall was the crane? Um, it, was a, it was a 50 ton. So it was probably without the boom out 16 feet with the boom out 48 feet. Jeez. And the boom was out when it tipped. Jesus Christ. Do you know any uh, crane operators? Uh, yeah. Yeah, quite a few. Do you think you could get me a crane operator to do my podcast? Possibly. They're all old and surly, but yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> old and surly. Yeah, because I, I tried to find yeah, I tried to find some crane operators, and I, it's, it sounds stupid, but those are actually like the most elusive people. <laughs> like, well, there just aren't many of them. Like, yeah. Well, they get paid. I mean. $65 an hour and they're hard to find to give a job to. Yeah, man, I've, I've had on, I've had on more special operations guys than I've been able, 
I haven't been able to find crane operators. I've had it on Delta Force guys. I've had it on Green Berets, <laughs> but I can't find fucking crane operators. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, those, dude, those, those give me anxiety. I think that's yeah. why I want to have someone. Those, those scare the fuck out of me. Yeah, we do a ton of crane work. Um, so those, those signs that I'm installing are between 30 and 40 feet tall. And essentially a pillar on each side of the road and then a massive steel cross member that yeah. depending on the style of the sign actually either looks like a uh, jungle gym or is one solid pipe. Mm-hmm. So we, we go in and set those and then I'm typically the guy that climbs them while they're on the crane to bolt them in. Is it, is like the, is like the meme really like true that, that there is like, like OSHA is like up every construction site's ass and around the corner or is that overblown? Um, Not, no, it's, it's very, very overblown uh, for what we do, but we're mostly road construction. I've heard that it gets bad on like bigger site jobs where they're building an actual building. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, OSHA has so many fucking rules that that it's impossible to follow them all and still make money. Yeah. So everybody has an OSHA violation. Yeah. Yeah. It always makes me think of those like guys like building like the Empire State Building. (laughs) Yeah. Lunchboxes on the iron beams. Yeah. They're literally just up there like smoking cigarettes, like a sledgehammer, no shirt on. And like they had like the teams of riveters. I don't know if you've ever seen old videos of that. They literally, yeah, the one guy is like heating it up with the blowtorch. They literally put it in like another guy was like, I think the name was literally like the thrower. He almost had like mm-hmm. a lacrosse type stick and he would, and he would throw yeah. it. And then next to the guy that would, and then there was like, I think a three man team on the other girder. You had a guy that was like the catcher, literally just had like mm-hmm. this like metal like catcher's glove, <laughs> like almost like a bucket. They'd catch yeah. it. Another guy would pick it up with tongs. And then that guy would, just, I don't know if they use sledgehammers or if they had like those like uh, pneumatic like, like they would just pound it right. in. We got to think, and a lot of them, apparently there was like incentive for, you know, there's like, you had to do X number of rivets an hour. And then every rivet over you do that is like a penny. Right. This is like, you know, right after the great depression, <laughs> you got to think you had mm-hmm. all these guys up there, not only doing this, but trying to do as many as possible. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember watching like this old, like black and white, like obviously black and white just like shitty video but they're like talking to one of the guys down there and like he's at the base he's like yeah you know sometimes you miss and they're like they're all kind of like chuckling it's just like mm-hmm. holy shit they're throwing these like white hot rivets like <laughs> 1100 yeah. feet in the air and it's just like i think i guess you just didn't give a fuck back then but yeah, yeah i mean there's something to be said for moving slow i guess i've never been one for it so i I will say the stakes were a lot higher back then. There was no fall protection or anything like that. Um, oh, yeah, no, it was that, yeah, it was, there was like a four or 5% chance you'd die. Yeah. Which is insane. I, I think the thing that actually made me most comfortable with climbing steel was the first time that I fell because, you, you know, your gear catches you and that's that. Oh, you yeah. know. Dude, I bet that shot adrenaline through your body. Oh, yeah, no, it's terrifying. Holy shit. I bet. Yeah, you know when someone, like, scares you or something, or, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a bitch like me and you see, like, a spider, in that instant, like, your limbs almost become light because it's just oh, that yeah. instant, like, that instant norepinephrine just punch right into all your nerves. You just, yep. You know, it's that. 
and then it starts to go away. I bet that is like lightning through your whole body if you fucking fall. Oh yeah, no, it's terrifying. Jesus Christ, dude. I almost have a heart attack when I miss like the bottom stair. <laughs> fucking Christ. Have you ever seen those videos of those guys that uh climb up like um oh, I don't know, just like those like long, like almost like radio masts? Yeah, like, yeah. Fifteen hundred feet tall out in like the mid like middle of Montana. Yeah, yeah, those poor bastards. Held by guide wires. God bless them. Like they're making nothing money wise. They don't make a lot? No. It's like twenty dollars an hour. Why the fuck do they do it? <laughs> because they're all from like Virginia and Tennessee where the cost of living is nothing. Oh yeah. They load their kids and their wife up in a travel trailer and make double what they'd make at home. Sure, okay. I get that. Yeah, there's there's like a YouTube like POV video of this dude that wears a GoPro. And he's going, and I think the video is literally just two hours of him climbing. Yeah. It's terrifying. I know for a lot of uh, tower crane operators, the climb up into the crane is longer than the commute to work. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Man, I thought they would have got paid bank, though. No, there's, there's no real union representing them. And in construction, unions kind of set the tone for what is acceptable to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never thought about that. Yeah, is so, like, being a construction worker, is it definitely dope to be in, like, a union? Oh, yeah. No, it's amazing. It is? It's just, like, that's y'all's gang? My health insurance is free. Like, 100% free. Fuck yeah. I get a pension, I get an annuity, and I get paid, you know, $36 an hour to yell at people. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. That that's one thing I've always thought is like a union's literally like the power and numbers thing. It's just like fuck oh, off. 100%. Yeah. But you gotta think. Now is there like is there this is a stupid question, but is there just like one union? Because you gotta think there could be oh. another union that would be like, hey, we'll do the same thing for less. Yeah, so generally it's broken down by trades and then uh they cover pretty much most of the developed world. So like the laborers union is LIUNA, which stands for laborers international, uh, fucking, I don't know, something of North America. Yeah. The NA is North America. So they cover all of North America. Jesus. Well, and you- so our, yeah. our dues really aren't enough to, you know, it's $30 a month. Sure. So it's not enough to dissuade us. Yeah. So another laborers union could open up and say, we'll do the same thing for less. And we'd tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You got it. Cause that's the only way you can really, cause otherwise, I mean, it would be, it would be like Dubai where they, they quite literally use like, it's, it's not, not literal, not in a literal sense of literal, but I mean, it's, it's like two steps removed from slave labor. Oh yeah. No, I've heard they seize those guys' passports at the border and you get them back after you've finished your two years. And- yeah. Oh yeah, it's 160 degrees. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you, go higher. There's a breeze. It's, yep. Yeah, you know, there's incentives not to report deaths. It's. Yep. I mean, dude, that that is like, that is some legitimate. Like, that's like, there's like blood money. There's like blood construction. That's what that entire because, dude, you don't create a metropolis that's like three times as dense as New York City in ten years. You don't do no. that ethically. It's like nope. It's like that Louis C.K. bit. Where he's like, he's like, you know, you got to think about like, what if he's like, 
peanut allergies suck. You know, you gotta, there's yep. so many stipulations we gotta take and all these kids can get so sick if anyone that even touches a peanut, you know, touches the same doorknob. What if we just let, let it run rampant for a year? All these kids would die, it'd be terrible, but now we'd be finished with it. He was like, he's like, shit, man, that's what the pharaohs did. There's no way mm-hmm. we're ever gonna construct these pyramids. You know, it's 3000 BC. But if, <laughs> what if we just hurled human suffering at it, you know? Well, like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got another really good quote that I like a lot that was like something to the effect of either we can all ride horses and use candles or somebody far, far away can live an unspeakably horrible life so that you can post shitty comments to YouTube. Jesus. Yeah, man, that's, yeah, that's something that it, don't really like to ever talk about but it's true right it's like it's like everyone that thinks that like our military is like too big man you go hey you go with like doing like five six more minutes yeah yeah go ahead you're good it's what people don't understand is like our military is like you know the, the the criticism is always like you know when's the last like major opponent we fought in a war like world war ii like when's the last like legitimate threat we've had you know, why do we need a trillion dollar a year defense budget? But like, there's something that a lot of people I don't think really examine. And it's what that is, is it's a deterrent that allows us to go in and control the resources that we want to control and how we want to control them. Oh, yeah. No, 100 percent. You don't get you don't get an iPhone for five hundred dollars because that's just how it is. This shit would cost ten thousand dollars. Well, just just think about how skeevy your cell phone provider is when yeah. you're giving them money, and now imagine that they're paying you. That's <laughs> true, though, dude. You got to think, man. 90% of the world's rare earth metals, so 30% of the actual physical ore is in China. But because, yep. I, guess, I think because of its, its, I don't know what the right word is, its, its depth in the crust, and its, I guess, uh, I think they said normally rare earth metals that you don't find them in like big sort of, you know, it's not like oil wells. Like right. They're yeah, very, they're called rare earth, rare earth metals. metals. Yeah, right, right, right. But because of just whatever fucking, you know, whoever created the universe has a sense of humor because, you know, he gives all the, he gives all the oil to the Middle Easterners and now, now, now fucking China, Hero Priest, they have all the rare earth metals. But they, they only have 30% of the world's ore, but they have 90% of the world's trade. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude, like, like, of all people, and, like, what do we have all of our, I mean, literally everything I'm using, microphone, MacBook, cell phone, everything is, is completely composed of yep. that shit. And it's, like, I mean, you think about, like, Apple. Like, what, it, where is it, like, I'd never heard that quote before, but it's brilliant. An unspeakably horrible life. Have you ever seen those Foxconn factories? Yeah. Yeah. F-O-X-C-O-N-N for anyone listening. Mm-hmm. It's, they have the employees have to live there. It's you're literally in like a dorm, like above like the factory where you work. And there are nets outside the windows every couple of stories. So you can't commit suicide. Like imagine somebody controlling your life to that point. Like you can't even you end can't it. And kill yourself. Like think about it. Like it's so bad that they have these. So you can't kill yourself. And that's, but I mean, you know how pissed I'd be. <laughs> I tried to kill myself, and somebody was like, "Yeah, no, 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 
not even yeah, not even like a loving person stepping in. But instead, yeah, it's not like we're gonna get you help and make this better. Yeah. Oh no, you're gonna keep going. No, uh, hey, when buddy, we're done uh, with uh, you. Uh, 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 hey, you know, hey, you know, you don't get a day off this week. That's a no-no. You see right there on the rules on the wall, number seven. What does it clearly say? Yeah. Right after. Do no not drinking, kill yourself. No, no suicide. All right. All right. You know, say sorry and like you know, you're punished. Like you're punished. But it's, but that's kind of like, it, it, that really is like the inconvenient truth though. Is like. So what is our military for? It's, and I'm not shitting on the military. It's, but like, it's that deterrent force that allows us to control the flow of resources in the ways that, I mean, dude, America, we are, so what, there's seven and a half billion people in the world. We're at three. And yeah, we're 4% of the population roughly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why our level of living is the way it is. And it's not because all the, it's not because. It's not because we, we were nice about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no it's, it's. That's never worked ever. And it's, but you know, it's, so, you know, where does the change come from? The change comes from like, all right, well then are you willing to give it up? Right. Like, I'm not. Like, it's terrible, but like, you know, like I don't want to see those people live like that, but at the same time, like, am I willing to give up like, you know, an air-conditioned carpeted home in a nice neighborhood with relatively cheap food? Right. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a hard hairy, question to ask. Yourself, it's a you know? hairy question. Because then it comes up, well, if you, if you show that humanity and sort of give them, you know, 10 times their pay and their, their nation becomes prosperous and they build up their military, you know, yep. do you want to be in a position where you hope that they don't subject you to that? Or would you rather Not be in a position... 60 years doing it to them. Yeah, yeah. Or would you rather be in the spot of being the subjector yeah that's that's a rough question it's a hairy question man because it's like you know and, and you know if if you don't feel for those people like you have no soul but dude it's you know actions speak louder than words like what change am i willing to do and no not you know not posting something on reddit and being like everyone unite you know some feel-good circle jerk like right what are you really willing to, you know, it's, you see Reddit shitting on like Jeff Bezos every day. And it's like, we will stop him. We will crush him. Right after we place this Amazon order. Right after I place this Amazon order. Have you bought all foods lately? Owned by Jeff Bezos, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to a great book on Audible. Jeff Bezos. It's, you well, know. And Jeff Bezos was like a, a great person prior to like, at least in the internet's eyes, prior yeah. to the, the $15 an hour movement. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, kind of a funny thing, you know, no one really gave a fuck about him until he made $150 billion. You look at a right. picture of him, you've seen Amazon in 19, you ever seen the Amazon headquarters in 1999? Yeah. You've seen that picture? It's him in like a fucking closet with a piece of like kindergarten construction paper. And it's literally like, he like cut out and glued Amazon to it. He's, yep. he's sitting there and yeah. Yeah, man. But that is, it starts to get, it starts to get yeah, weird, I, man. I really think things are going to get weird when Amazon eventually unionizes. I think that's about the only way they have left to go. Yeah. You know, it, unless it's a real threat, you don't dump as much money into union busting as he has. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is kind of like Lex Luthor. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. No. 
terrible person. Like the guy literally made his employees piss in water bottles because going to the bathroom was too expensive. Yeah. See, that's like, that's not good. You can't do that. Like that's no. like, I'm, I'm not for the Reddit circle jerk, like hating on anyone that's successful. Like, Hey man, don't fucking, don't fucking hate the guy, you know, cause he's a shark and went out and got it. What he's doing. I don't know, man. You know, if my boss told me that I couldn't go to the bathroom and handed me a water bottle, I would piss on his shoes. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, so that would, would I. be that. So would I. That, that would be the end of that. Yeah, man, that's, you know, it's one thing, you know, you look at like a Bill Gates or Steve, it's like Steve Jobs, like he, he slept on like couches in college and he'd, he'd pick up cans to go turn in for recycling to get quarters to use at vending machines. He used to go to like the nearby church on Sundays because they, you get, a free bowl of soup. Bill Gates used to work like 120 hours starting his company. Those guys, you know, no, no one needs $50 billion. But I mean, dude, if anyone, hey, man, they went and got it. Like, yeah, you know, you can hate on them all they want for having more than you'll ever have in a million lifetimes. But like, they hustled and went and got it. But I didn't know that about Bezos, dude. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. Okay. That is, that it's not good. Like, that's, that's not good. But I mean, we see that in a lot of sectors of society, like meatpacking plants are yeah. famous for getting OSHA violations for yeah. making their employees wear diapers. Have you ever read um, Fast Food Nation? Uh, no, I haven't. I watched dude, their you, little documentary thing. Dude, you need it. Holy shit, dude. Get that on Audible. That book is a fucking mind fuck. They talk about all the, yeah, the workers there. They turn the, they turn the other, or they guess, I guess the, the overseers, the like the managers, they sort of turn mm -hmm. a blind eye to smoke breaks, which are because they're going out and smoking oh, yeah. meth. Mm -hmm. How else do you work? How else do you yeah. work for 18 hours? Mm -hmm. Dude, there's stories, but and then they said like they have like the lowest of the low. And apparently those are the nighttime workers. Those are the sanit they call them the sanitizers. And it's these they said they were uneducated, illiterate, illegal immigrants. Yep. No documents, no because apparently the fatality rate was something like 20%. Right. Literally going in and cleaning these machines and, you know, they'd accidentally start up. Yep. Turn them into a, a pool of tomato sauce. Like, you know, but even now I'm thinking about, thinking about what you, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting here with, uh, with our hate boners for Jeff Bezos, but like, <laughs> do we care? Does it come up on our radar when it's happening in China or India? I mean, I I still get a lot of Amazon packages a week. So do I. I mean, dude. The, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, this laptop is my 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 surge protector, the laptop fans, the fucking everything that's sitting, everything that this podcast is going through is from that. Yeah, man. That's, I, I'm not against people having absurd amounts of wealth. I just neither am I. It's just you can't be a dick because of it. You know. It's, yeah. You, yeah. It's. Like, he, have you ever seen that meme? Well, we'll we'll end on this note. But um, hey man, we I'll I'll say the meme. But I'll say we should definitely if if you want, we should definitely do another one sometime, man. Just shoot the shit, talk about yeah, for sure, whatever the fuck we want. Um, but uh, have you ever seen that meme where it's like um, we don't need like a, we don't how about we just don't have a president and it just says like twenty twenty like don't be a dick. Yeah. Like, what if everyone was just like hey just just don't be a dick just absolutely yeah
but that doesn't work. That's why you got to have tanks. And no, because people on. are intrinsically dickish. Yeah, and it's, dude. It's the, I think that I think the sad truth is that the world is a zero sum game, and if if you're not at the top with your boot on someone else, I think you just trade spots. Yeah, it's terrible. Like I'm not. Like, I'm not happy about it. It's not like, fuck yeah, you know, subject the brown people, you know, no. Right. Like, but, you know, am I willing to pass up my ability to go get a chair at Walmart for $40? Well, yeah, we're such little pussies when it comes to things like that. Yeah. Like, we love to I feel like the majority of us would be fine with what's happening if it meant the temperature in our house didn't go up six degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, coronavirus coronavirus is only a bitch because now like I can't go to the gym. It's not right. like it's not like I don't have clean drinking water. It's not <laughs> like I don't it's like we're getting like we've all got like a free trial of like of like struggle light, like diet struggle. Like we've yeah. got we got hundred no, percent. Like my biggest concern with life right now is I can't go to a bar. Yeah, pay somebody four times what a beer costs anywhere else. For yeah, a beer. just yeah, just to sit at a bar and you know a dimly lit room and talk to friends. That's my like. That's the struggle. That's our. Had a guy on yesterday when we were talking about. We're like, we're like, this is our war. This is our greatest generation. This is our D Day. Like, I can't go outside. But um, yeah, man, I'll let you go. There we go. Um, sorry, I had a call coming. No, you're good. You're good. Um. I'll upload this and um, yeah, man, I'll definitely be down to do All it right. on sometime. Because I, li- I like having on people that I can just shoot the shit with. Like it's not always. I like having on specific guests talking about very specific right. things. Sometimes you know, like nuclear power or you know, powerlifting or whatever. But sometimes I just like to you know, jump from nuclear yeah, into you. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah! yeah let me know. Thanks for doing it, man. All right. Yeah, All right, brother. Stay safe. Peace. You too. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye.